Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here on the K2 Podcast on a beautiful Monday. Uh, I want to thank you for joining. Um, I think I got a pretty good story prepared for everybody. Um, uh, I got some good, interesting stories I think everybody will enjoy tonight. Um, but I'm looking forward to uh, getting right into the show. Uh, the first thing I wanted to kind of discuss, um, if you uh, a fan of Apple at all, you may know that they recently settled a class action lawsuit. I don't think it uh, fully went to court. Um, however, um, it appears that they settled out of court uh, for $500 million, um, which I thought was a extreme amount of cash. But uh, we'll get right into the show here and we'll get started. I'll bring it up here just a moment. All right, so I got a quick video, uh, just a little bit explaining about uh, the lawsuit and what's going on. So we'll get into that. Excuse me just a minute here. If you can't tell, I got a new mic set up. I thought that was pretty cool. Apple has agreed to pay $500 million in a class action lawsuit alleging the company slowed down older iPhones, pushing users to upgrade their devices or batteries. People who owned any version of the iPhone 6 to the 7 Plus or certain SEs could get $25 or more for each device. Depend so they're saying that each person involved with the class action lawsuit is scheduled to get 25 bucks. Now... The only people I think that's going to make any money on this deal is the lawyers involved, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, $25 isn't going to do much for anybody. But the kind of the funny thing that I noticed with this whole Apple thing here is they said from what I've read or what I've been told that you can actually get it fixed. What they'll do is if you could take it to them, they'll fix the battery. Um, for you and that way it should help with the whole slowing down of the phone and everything like that but the the, the, the hilarious part or the funny part about it is they're going to charge you $29 for the service so the same $25 that you just got out of the lawsuit if you're even involved in the lawsuit you got to give them the $25 back plus the $4 kicker so I thought it's funny that Apple's still going to win on this deal now Maybe I'm going a little too hard on Apple. I know a few people uh, I've discussed it with said that, you know, some people have it out for Apple. Um, a lot of the uh, politicians and um, also I've been told and I've noticed it myself, but also Apple's very strict on their uh information on what they're willing to give on users um they have a, I, not that i'm aware of but i don't think that they have a whole lot of breach and security especially when it comes to uh people's information um and i've even read stories where police have tried to get into certain devices and they've reached out to apple and apple has said well hey you know without the password we can't let you into the device now i know that's kind of uh with a situation where there's a criminal involved, I feel like they're, you know, that kind of should be overlooked, but you know, that's 
kind of lines get kind of blurred there. Um, but some people, you know, especially with uh, the politicians, you know, they did. Some people were claiming that they did a lot of investing um, back when BlackBerry was real popular because everybody thought the Blackberries were going to be like the new wave. You know, they weren't really expecting the whole touchscreen smartphone route. Um, so all these politicians, investors, you know, got involved with BlackBerry. And then when Apple releases the smartphones and everything's going, you know, everybody's into the iPhone. Uh, I guess iPhone didn't want to play with the politicians. And, you know, some people are saying that stuff like this and other reasons why Apple gets uh, criticized in the media is because, you know, some of these politicians got a bad taste in their mouth. Whether that's true or not, you know, that's up for speculation. Um, but, you know, it very well could be. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that. I'll leave it up to you to decide. Depending on how many claims are filed. The settlement, though, still requires final approval. Thousands. So that that's it on the, uh, the Apple case. You know, I know from personal experience, I've used... Um, I've personally used the phone before and um, I've noticed mine has slowed down. However, it does always work. Um, I've got an old iPhone 5 that still stays connected to the Wi-Fi and will work great. I've recently upgraded since then because of, you know, something like this happening where the phone slows down. But, you know... Whether or not they did it to make you actually buy a new phone, get a newer phone, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, that's what a lot of people have speculated. But, you know, I, I'm not real sure. But uh, another story here that I came across was a news story about um, how dirty your phones are. I think people tend to forget that. And with the whole coronavirus and everything going on right now, um, I guess uh, I want to bring some awareness to how dirty our phones are. <laughs> uh, include, you know, it, it's just stuff you don't think about. But the story here by USA Today um, basically says, the what's the one item that never leaves your side? It goes into the bathroom with you, you use it in the kitchen, it often touches your face, your desk, well, just about any other surface within arm's reach. It's your smartphone, of course, and the tasks listed above are just some of the reasons it's breeding ground for germs and a cesspool of bacteria. Now, you know, I've thought about this before, but I, I sometimes you forget, you don't even think about it. Your phone's just on you, always on the go, on the daily, and you don't always think about it. So it was something that, you know, kind of came to my attention. Um, but it also it says here fecal matter, which I thought was pretty disgusting, can be found out on one out of every six smartphones. And according to the 2011 study done by researchers at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, uh, mobile phones have become veritable reservoirs for pathogens as they touch faces, ears, lips, hands, and different users of different health conditions. So I guess it's just a reminder to everybody, you know, take take care of your phone, wipe it down every now and then because, oh man, I couldn't, uh, the fecal matter part really freaks me out. And that brings me to the next point here, the next story. And so these, uh, there was a study done uh, where these people went out and tested all the test the touchscreens at McDonald's. And I guess this probably doesn't come to a su uh, surprise for a lot of people. Um, however, it looks like uh, they went out and 
tested all these touchscreens at McDonald's and traces of feces have been found on every single McDonald's touchscreen that they swabbed. Now, that's 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 scary, you know what I mean? Like, because I've used that touchscreen before, and then luckily I've washed my hands before, but if it's just, I don't know, it's really just a think you're at a food establishment, people are eating, how many people touch that screen, I don't know, it's kind of a... I don't, that just doesn't set with me well. But it says samples were taken from the new machines that have been rolled out at our restaurants across the country. Even one of them had coliforms, or every one of them had coliforms, sorry. Senior lecturer in microbiology at London Metropolitan University, Dr. Paul Mattawale, said, We were all surprised at how much gut and fecal bacteria there was on the touchscreen machines these cause the kinds of infections that people pick up in hospitals so which is really kind of this is you know with the whole ebola thing or excuse me not ebola coronavirus thing going on and i i it's, it's just a, it's really weird to think that you know these touchscreens look at these people here they probably don't even know or realize that there's fecal matter on all of those screens so whether or not you want to eat at McDonald's, I don't know. This kind of makes me rethink things. You know, really, oh, it does. This just doesn't seem good. But it says unsuspecting diners choose their choose their food from the touchscreens and head over to the server to pick up their burgers more often than not without washing their hands. Now, luckily, I, t I tend to wash my hands right before I get my food, so I've I've been okay with that. But there's been times I've gone through the drive-through and stuff like that, and I haven't. And even just maybe touching your steering wheel, things like that that you don't realize. So just wash your heads, guys, because <laughs> I just thought that was a crazy story. Uh, the next story here, uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of political thing going on. Um, the thing with Bernie Sanders, because you know. He he's he, he kind of reminds me of Donald Trump, but on the opposite end. And I say that because you know you see news news syndicates like uh, CNN reporting on Bernie, and they don't seem to take to him well. They don't. They're they. I won't. They kind of. I'd say maybe they trash him. I don't know. I can't really. They're tough on Bernie, you know. And, uh, and I'm not saying that I endorse Bernie Sanders at all. Um, but there's a quick video here by Tucker Carlson. I know some people don't necessarily agree with Tucker. Um, he's definitely uh, got some strong opinions. But we'll get into the video here and we'll kind of discuss of, uh, uh, what's going on. All of a sudden, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont is the frontrunner in the Democratic race. As of tonight, Sanders has by far the best chance in the whole Democratic Party of getting the nomination. So how should you feel about that? Well, if you're conservative... So he's saying, how do you feel about it? You know, me personally, um, I can't say exactly how it affects me. You know, I've been watching Bernie pretty closely. I will say that for the Democratic Party, he's probably the best choice. Now, whether he's going to get the nominee or not, I'm not so sure. Um, I'm not convinced that he's going to actually get the nominee. I see a lot of push for uh, Joe Biden, you know, to kind of uh, uh, pull ahead, and I'm not so sure that Bernie's going to win that nominee. I think they're going to, they're going, they may actually just like, uh, I don't know if he's going to get it, but we'll, we'll watch a little more. It's probably a little hard to take the whole thing seriously. 
For one thing, it seemed to come out of nowhere. Nobody expected. Nobody on TV warned you it was going to happen. For another thing, Sanders isn't half as gut-level offensive as someone like, say, Elizabeth Warren. Unlike Warren, Sanders is obviously sincere about what he believes. He means it. He's got the right enemies, too. And that's one thing I will say about Bernie Sanders, and some other people I've spoken with have said this as well. Whether you agree with Bernie Sanders or not, whether you like him or not, um, he's been consistent through the whole thing. It's like the same old Bernie every time. I don't feel like a whole lot of switchery around or like he tries to make people happy. Uh, Cosmos in the chat says that, uh, that Bernie won't get it. Uh, I think he feels old and wrinkly. He is kind of old. D, D Bradley in the chat says he, I think he feels old and wrinkly. Uh, and then, uh, they said they did the same thing to him in 2016. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's possible he may not actually get the nominee. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm not real sure about that. Seen in a Oh, and like I was saying, but Bernie's always been real consistent. Uh, whether you agree with him or disagree, his views pretty much stay the same. Gears to hate Bernie Sanders every bit as much as they hate Donald Trump. That's a plus. And like everyone else on the left, Sanders talks mostly about economics rather than Putin and non-binary. And that's one thing he has in common with Trump, you know, the economic stand. Uh, not necessarily their views on economics, but they're both... Uh, you know, uh, want to see, they both uh, push that economic agenda, whether they uh, see the policies are the same or not, you know, that's, that's different. But um, we'll get into that a little bit later. I have some similarities between Bernie and Trump uh, that may, you may or may not suspected. And it's refreshing to hear someone focus on things that matter for once. Plus, it's not like Sanders is going to win the presidency. You keep hearing people on both sides saying there is no possibility, no chance in the world that Bernie Sanders will get elected president in November. And, that and that's one thing I wanted to touch on. And I'm sorry to keep pausing the video here. Um, I don't want to get a copyright strike. So they, uh, I think that's a, a little way to get around that. Um, but uh, one thing with Trump and Bernie is... You know, back when Trump was running, you know, they, they, you know, everybody, there's no way Trump's going to win. There's no way. Everybody's just going, everybody's saying Trump will not win. And Trump pulled out the victory, you know. And so that's why I want to bring the attention to Bernie Sanders here because we have to be careful. Um, if you're a conservative or if you uh, uh, are on the right side of things, don't sleep on Bernie Sanders. Don't think, oh, there's no gonna, no way he's going to win and have that mentality because you saw back in 2016 what happened when everybody did that to Donald Trump, he pulled out the victory. So just something to think about, um, Kevin Mills with Trump 2020. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> right, basically. The guy calls himself a socialist. Come on now. This is America. That's what we're telling ourselves. But are we absolutely sure that that's true? Well, ask yourself this, who was the last candidate they told you on television could never, ever win? And he's oh, saying yeah, the same the thing. President. So ignore the people on TV. They're morons. They lack wisdom. They lack imagination. They're almost always wrong about everything. Of course, Bernie Sanders could win the general election. A year from now, we could be in the first months of a Bernie Sanders administration, and this would be a completely different country. What kind of... So that's true. And that's one thing I want to point out. If Bernie Sanders was to pull it out, this could be a total different company than we're used to. Um, economically, 
I'm terrified of it. You know, I don't, I, it's hard for me to sit back and support the socialist agenda. Um, I, I believe in the American dream, working hard, and what I work for, I should get to keep. You know, I don't, I'm not too keen on, not necessarily saying that I'm not for a charity and giving out to when you can and look out for one another. You know, you should take care of your neighbors and hope that you, you know, neighbors would, you know, take care of you back. But to be, I get, I won't, uh, forced is a strong word, but to just go ahead and say that I'm required to, or I have to put into a pot, so to speak, for, a, you know, a communal, a communal pot, I don't know if I can get behind that. What country would it be? Well, tonight we're beginning a series on Bernie Sanders' America. We take Sanders seriously. We think you should take him seriously, too. So we're starting tonight with Sanders' views on immigration. It's a topic that affects this country on every level. For decades, Sanders had what would now be considered conservative views on immigration. He cared about higher wages for workers. That was his issue. Mass immigration lowers wages, so Sanders was against it. It's that simple. Then... So that's one similarity that you could chalk up, you know, between the two. Sanders ran for president, and his views changed completely. Now, Sanders is as radical on immigration as anyone else in the race. For example, he's come out against virtually all deportations. All. Watch. A moratorium on deportations for the 99% of the people is nothing to be cynical about. I think that is a significant step forward, and the undocumented community would be very proud of that. So Ending 99% of deportations to please the undocumented community. Now, is that a play on for votes? You know, that's one thing that you got with the politicians that really wear me. You know, are you trying to reach out to a broader audience? So you go with uh, go with the crowd, I guess you could say. You know, sometimes people, they'll just say anything to get elected. So he's kind of did a flip-flop there. That's one inconsistency with Bernie that I haven't really seen before. Um, and I, I got to... I'm fairly surprised by it because like I said, he's been fairly consistent, you know, through the whole time. He's, you know, he's never, he's always been kind of, uh, says what he's into, but I don't know. You should know that that number includes violent felons. Sanders went on to say that only if an illegal alien commits a quote, terrible, terrible crime, only then Sanders quote, might consider deporting that person, might. Now, Sanders wouldn't have to change any laws to do this. He could simply order federal authorities to stop deportations. He could do that day one. And that's his plan. Imagine what that would mean for this country. Foreign nationals commit crimes, and we can't send them home. But Sanders wouldn't stop there. He's planning to unilaterally enact many pieces of the New Way Forward Act. That's the lunatic piece of legislation we've covered on the show extensively. It's designed to protect criminal aliens. That's the point. So... You know, we won't watch the whole video here, but I just, you know, to say that he's only for deportation until a criminal act happens, that's kind of, uh, that's, I don't know if you want to wait until after the fact, you know, the old saying, you know, uh, get out in front of the ball and kind of, uh, uh, fix things before it happens, you know, so to be kind of so behind on that, I, I, I don't know, but 
In other news, we have a thing here called Operation Chaos. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, and I've recently just kind of uh, learned about this myself. Um, it's something that I wasn't really familiar with, um, but apparently Operation Chaos uh, was uh, something created by Rush Limbaugh. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, read the uh, article here we won't read the whole article but we'll just kind of dive into it and kind of tell you what operation chaos is and how it kind of ties into our current election um, but it says operation chaos is more widespread than more widespread than simply in north carolina uh let me read you a tweet he said um I was at an event last night where an experienced Texas analysis said that 5% of the Texas Democratic early vote was from people who had voted in Republican primary in the past four statewide elections. That's exactly what Operation Chaos is. So to kind of explain a little bit is it's creating chaos during um, our, our uh, political election, you know, basically to keep people divided, um, uh, some Republicans vote in Democrats to kind of put up a nominee that they may think could be an easy target. Um, so some would say, uh, some could say that uh, Joe Biden would be a very easy target for Donald Trump. I mean, could you imagine the debate stage for Donald Trump? <laughs> and Joe Biden, I think, like, I almost want that to happen just to see those two on the date, debate stage. I think that would just be hilarious. Um, but some people are saying this whole Operation Chaos thing is playing a big factor in our election. And, you know, that's maybe one of the reasons that Bernie Sanders may not get the vote. Or, or, or the nominee because people are pushing, you know, they're saying some of these Republicans are pushing Joe Biden to win to make Trump have an easy victory. And it may not be an easy victory, but, you know, we'll keep reading here. Operation Chaos was created by me. That's Rush Limbaugh speaking. Uh, created in 2008 to get Republicans in primary states where their votes no longer matter because McCain had become the nominee to switch over and vote for Hillary to keep the Democrat race growing. The media is talking about Operation Chaos is happening in Texas. They're talking about it happening in North Carolina, South Carolina. Well, not South Carolina in Super Tuesday states. Here's a columnist at the Washington Post. Again, I was at the event last night where we experienced Texas analysis. Texas analysis said the five percent. This is a huge number, by the way. So, you know, this. Is, I guess I maybe I'm reading it poorly, but I don't feel like the article is written very well. But some people, you know, I, I tend to think that it is happening. Whether we see it or not, even with the news, I feel like the news, you know, that's why they throw they throw these daggers over at Bernie Sanders and uh, then get on with Joe Biden and kind of push him. And it's just a way to control the election or attempt to control it. But as we saw with Trump in 2016, I do believe at the end of the day, the people make the decision um, and ultimately, you know, we'll, we'll see. Not according to Fox News. I'm reading the chat here. Real Cosmos discusses. It says you can Google the history of socialism. Kevin Mills. It will be Biden because the Dems fixed their own election to screw Bernie. They did it in 2016 and doing it again. They're even scared of Bernie. They they could be very scared of Bernie, you know. So 
I don't know, but he, another opera, uh, excuse me, another article here attached to the Operation Chaos helped uh, Hillary is one claim that was made. Rush Limbaugh says his Operation Chaos played a significant role in helping Hillary Clinton achieve her 10 percentage point victory in the Pennsylvania primary week. Operation Chaos is leading the radio talk show host campaign, that's Rush Limbaugh, to urge his conservative listeners to cross party lines to vote for Hillary. Limbaugh says the aim is to keep her in the race so she can, ten, can continue battling Barack Obama and create chaos in the party, therefore, thereby aiding the Republicans this November. Now, it's kind of interesting that they would say that because ultimately, I don't know that Barack Obama, you know, with him winning the election and you're trying to... Uh, I don't know how that helped Republicans. I don't know if his plan kind of backfired on him there. But I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting with the whole with everything going on in the election. Um, moving on to another topic is uh, uh, Los Angeles DA. Her husband uh, points guns at protesters who show up on her front porch. Now these are Black Lives Matter protesters, and it's kind of interesting to see that this was uh, this actually happened. Um, and there's a couple reasons why that it's it's kind of serious, but I'd like to see this guy pointed a gun at some people who who rolled up on his porch steps, and uh, I would I'd like to see what he does to the Jehovah Witnesses, you know? Like I, I'm scared for them, but uh, let's take a look at this video here. Prosecutor's office is apologizing after her husband pointed a gun at Black Lives Matter protesters. This video shows the early morning conference. Now, how many of y'all expected that to be a black man? I, I, you know, initially when I hear Black Lives Matter protesters, I always think a white, ver uh, white versus black scenario. So to see an African-American man come into his front door with a gun pointed, he does not look happy at all that these folks rolled up on his porch. And I got to say, rightfully so. I mean, to show up on someone's front porch step, you know, at his home. I'm not saying that maybe he, he, he probably went, you know, to the extreme there by pointing a gun. But you just don't go to someone's house like that and harass them. We'll keep watching. Rotation in a Southern California in Southern California yesterday. It happened outside the home of Los Angeles County DA Jackie Lacey. She faces a primary election today. Carter Evans reports on the heated encounter. Good morning. Get off of my porch. This is how Los Angeles. So he was not happy. You hear him say good morning. So they came up there politely. Now, what their message is, I'm not so sure. I I, I don't I don't I couldn't find the original clip. Um I don't know if it's been taken down or it sounds kind of this could be one of those conspiracy things, but it almost seems like a publicity stunt or for the media because I could not find the original clip nowhere. So it almost makes me seem to believe that this was taken with the intent to give it straight to the media in advance. But that's hearsay. Angeles County District Attorney Jackie Lacey's husband, David, greeted protesters outside their home Monday morning. Off of my porch. I will shoot you. Never in our wildest dreams. He, so he's not playing. These people, but in his defense, and I think it goes on a little bit further in the video, but in his defense, I believe they have been getting a lot of harassment uh, situations with other people showing up to their house. They were scared for their life, you know. You got a large group of protesters showing up on your front porch. It's a scary situation. Very, very scary situation. Welcome, Timothy Cottrell, to the chat. 
did we think we would have a gun, a cocked gun, with her husband's finger on the trigger pointed inches from my chest. Black Lives Matter organizer Melina Abdullah was standing on the porch during the confrontation. She says protesters have tried to meet with Lacey for more than two years, and she's faced several. So for two years, these, these folks have, have been on this woman's case, and it looks like they finally just had enough. You know, you come, you're, you're protesting in front of their home, as you can see in the clip right there, and... I, I feel I feel bad for this woman and her husband. You know, um, I'm not saying that they should have pointed the gun. That may have been extreme, but you you've been after these people for for uh, I mean two years, two years. Protest outside her home. If they won't engage us when we show up at their public events. What choice do we have? Lacey has been the target. So she's saying we had no choice but to show up to their home because they didn't engage us in the public events. You you can't force someone to speak to you. I mean, yes, she's up for election. Just don't vote for her, you know, and use your voice to say don't vote for her. But don't show up to the woman's home where she resides. Bit of regular protest due to her handling of high-profile cases. In 2017, she did not prosecute police officers who fatally shot an unarmed black man three years earlier. And she later charged Democratic donor Ed Buck in relation to the death of a man who died after two black men were also found dead of drug overdoses in his home. So apparently they're mad because some officer, there were some officer involved shootings and they didn't prosecute the officers. Now, why, what I don't understand is why is, do they, were you in the courtroom at the time? Now, maybe they were, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, are we sure that those cops were not right in those shootings? I, I mean, we don't have the evidence here to say that. But, you know, the, some of these protesters, I just don't feel that, there's a time and place for everything, and this was not the time or the place to show up to this woman's house. Uh, Kevin Mills in the chat says, I would have threw him off my property. I Certainly, I would I would agree with that. I, I think, I mean, I'd been, I would be very upset. Buck has pleaded not guilty to the charges. Lacey apologized Monday for her husband's actions. He wanted to me to say to the protesters, the person that he showed the gun to, that he was sorry. But she also took to the podium to defend her record. People are going to be angry because you either did file a case or you didn't file a case. But your job is to uphold the Constitution. To and that's what I want to commend her on. Now, whether an apology was necessary, I'm not so sure that they had apologized, but with being up for a re-election and, uh, you know, you, she's got to kind of play, play the role there. But, like she says, at, she's got to uphold the Constitution, so maybe she saw it fit that the, you know, the... That they were in the, they weren't in the wrong in those shootings. You know, I don't think she purposely went out and said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that, I think that's right. I think that you know what, just because they are officers and they shot a black man, they should be thrown, you know, they should be thrown in jail. There's more to the case, you know. And as a black woman herself, you know, you can't help but think she would have some sort of sympathy towards that. So there must have been substantial evidence to show that the, these cops should not be in jail. 
uphold the laws. Boy, I'm just glad that nobody was hurt, that no shots were fired. But I also think it's not a good idea to go to someone's house at 5.30 in the morning and be on their physical porch. Yeah. I heard Mrs. Lacey say later that she and her husband were actually very, very afraid. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad nobody was hurt. If they, were, if they crossed the property line, that's... Yeah, you know, that's yeah he's saying it right there. Yeah, you crossed the property line, you know. I mean, they had a right to be, you know, defend their home and their property. And you see a large group of protesters outside your house, and they're knocking on your door... I, I mean that's a terrifying event. Just put your you know yourself in those people's position, and it, it's it's quite sketchy. So we'll move on to the next story here. Uh, so coronavirus, you know, I, here in Virginia, there's been a couple confirmed cases. Um, it, it's quite alarming. Uh, matter of fact, as somebody, I, I thought this was a funny meme here. CEOs of Perel and Lysol right now all balled out, gold chains, just full of it, you know. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a good segue into our next uh, stories here. So here's kind of a map of the outbreaks uh, or, or what's going on. So it says 100, let me refresh this here because... Uh, when I last looked at it, it's 110,000 confirmed cases. Um, and it's showing now. Let's see if it's going to load here. Okay, so it's still the same. 110,000 cases of the coronavirus with 3,800 deaths. I believe that's just under 4% kill ratio. Well, or I, should, I don't know about kill ratio, but death ratio. So, you know, and that mostly from what I've been seeing is affecting, you know, the elderly and infants and toddlers um, if they're exposed to it um, but this is kind of a map here of it so in the united states it says there's a confirmed 213 cases and 11 deaths um, so that's about roughly five percent um, so it seems to kind of stay in line with the uh, overall picture um, but or excuse me i i uh Let's, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. So this is last date of report was 3-7 at 7 p.m. So that number's probably gone up in the last two days. Uh, you can always check this uh, map out here. Kind of this explains everything. Um, and you can kind of keep track of it a, a little bit uh, on your own time. Um, and, you know, I know that Donald Trump, he's been getting a lot of uh, lot of heat here over the the. Uh, coronavirus a lot of people said he wasn't doing enough and wasn't uh handling it properly but i like to give kudos and credit where credit is due and it says president trump donates quarterly salary to help fight coronavirus um president donald trump donated his quarterly salary to help and confront contain and combat the coronavirus Pres Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham tweeted a photo of a check written out by Trump to the Health and Human Services for a hundred grand. Now, a hundred grand certainly, you know, in the grand scheme of things, isn't a whole lot of money. But it's 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 nice to see that he's taking it, you know, using his own money. A lot of these people say, "Oh, Trump, you're not doing enough," or "So and so is not doing enough." But when you, you know, you're putting some real skin in the game. You know, where's their skin? Are they donating their quarter, you know, their salary to fight the coronavirus? They're quick to criticize. Um, and I'm not saying that no one's doing anything to help. There's other ways to help other than not just monetary. But everybody's so quick to criticize. Um, and I, 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 I still would like to see how it all plays out. But 
I I can't say that it's a. Uh, you know that they're 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 throwing a lot of heat on Trump for this. And um, media hyping it up. Kevin Mill says, "Yeah, I, I've also been told, you know, with the media. I think the media really is pushing it, and that goes back to the CEO meme that I shared. You know, a lot of people are saying it's something drummed up by CEOs and politicians um, to kind of uh, line their pockets. You know, that's what it all boils down to. But maybe not. I mean, it could be serious. It's hard to say for sure." Just be smart, yeah. Fair point. Infants, just as much at risk as the boomers. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's that's true. Well, this I thought this was kind of funny. Um, the police, you know, the boys in blue, you know, they don't get enough credit, you know. Uh, we were just talking about them. They should be thrown in jail, says uh, the Black Lives Matter, Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but I thought this was kind of funny. So they took the, uh, for the coronavirus, they said, is your meth contaminated with the coronavirus? This Florida police department will test it for free. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. You know, what's even funnier though, is that I wonder if anybody actually took them up on this offer. Cause I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But it says, a Florida police department wants you to know that if you have recently purchased any illegal street drugs, you can bring it to their station to get it tested for coronavirus. The Atlantic Beach Police Department posted the PSA on their Facebook page last week. The tongue-in-cheek post issues a warning that if you recently bought cocaine, meth, heroin, or any other street drugs in the area, it may be contaminated with coronavirus. The police department goes to urge to, uh, goes on to urge those to bring the, their drugs to the police department for free testing. And if you're uncomfortable going to the police department, please say they will. Uh, police say they will come to you in the privacy of your own home. So I thought this was hilarious because one, I think that. There probably was some people that was like, yeah, I'm going to take it up there. But two, I wouldn't be surprised if they could actually have coronavirus on the bag. Your, you know, your dealer, <laughs> your dealer, your man uh, didn't wash his hands. He's he's sick. You know, he's like, hey, look, man, you got to come by the crib and pick up, pick, pick up your mess tonight. I can't bring it out. I'm not feeling well. And it's all over the bag. So. Maybe that's one way it's spreading, you know? <laughs> so I thought that was just crazy. And Kevin Mill says, I bet someone did bring it in. Yeah, I think they probably did. <laughs> Them cops, though. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's kind of it on the coronavirus. I won't spend too much time on it. I think we're all pretty much familiar with what to expect. Wash your hands. Pay attention to the signs. I believe some of the symptoms are high fever, um, shortness of breath. If you're noticing some of those things, get get checked out right away. Um, but don't be totally in fear of your life. Uh, I don't think it's quite that serious. You know, the news and the media teams that really blow it up. Man, I'm no health professional. I'm no doctor. I can't say exactly what and will won't or will or will not happen to you. But just you know, just take care of yourself. So just to kind of just recap here, uh, five ways Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are more alike than you think. And uh, so this is an article by NPR. Um, now, it says the two hottest candidates heading to the New Hampshire primary Tuesday are Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. On the face of it, the candidates and their messages couldn't be more different. 
One is a billionaire businessman, the other a career politician who rails against billionaires. But Sanders and Trump actually have a more in common than you might think. So we go in here and we'll get straight to what some of the they're, they're, they're kind of just taking some of the same tweets. But the first thing that they pointed out here says, I'm very proud to be the only candidate up here who does not have a super PAC or who is not raising huge sums of money from Wall Street or special special interests. And Donald Trump says, I don't want their money. I'm going to do the right thing for the American public. I don't want their money. I don't need their money. And I'm the only one up here that can say that. So that's kind of a similarity right there in itself. You know, we're going talking back to the previous articles and the previous story by Tucker that, you know, Bernie does kind of tend to talk about the issues. Now, whether you agree with the policy or the way he wants to fix those issues, that's a total another, that's a total different story, you know, but it is kind of interesting to see that, you know, they, they both kind of want to focus on the issues. Now, another thing that they go on to kind of compare the two tweets, it says, we need to build, rebuild our crumbling infrastructure, infrastructure, invest $1 trillion in our roads and bridges and our rail systems. Donald Trump says something similar. We have infrastructure that we have to fix. We have bridges and roads and tunnels and everything is falling apart. Now, this could be a play by Bernie Sanders because when you look at the dates, um, well, those actually that's actually around the same time. I guess this goes back to around the 2016 election. Um, but it's kind of interesting to see, you know, that some of these things that they kind of want to agree on. I think what the main difference is their policy or their way of tackling each issue is what's what is really the the main difference. Um, and if I'm not mistaken here, there was one way I really didn't like how this article was written. Uh, let me see. I think this is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I already passed it. I meant to read this portion off here. Um, I don't know. I can't find it. Sorry about that. Um, another tweet that they got here about the trade deals. We need trade policies that are fair for the American worker, fair for poor people around the world, and not just designed to make the CEOs of multinational corporations even richer than they are today. Donald Trump says we need fair trade, not free trade. We need fair trade. It's got to be fair. I don't know why he felt the need to say the same thing three sentences in a row <laughs> but uh, another tweet what we must do is say of course we're not going to cut social security but we are going to expand social security benefits trump says we're not going to cut your social security and we're not cutting your medicare we're not going to we're going to take jobs back from all these countries that are ripping us off we're going to become a wealthy country again and we're going to be able to save your social security so it's kind of, you know, those are some of the similarities. I really like to find this one talking point that NPR brought up that, you know, I really can't, I don't like the way that they wrote the one port, one portion of the article. I think it's here. Uh, so, I don't know. I haven't been able to find it, but. You know, there are some similar similarities between the two candidates. Um, whether Bernie will get the nomination, I really am convinced that I don't think that he's, I really don't think he's going to get the nomination. I really believe they're going to give it to Joe Biden. Um, but we'll see. We'll stay tuned for that. Um, 
<laughs> now, if you tuned into last week's episode, we talked about flat earth. Now, I don't want to harp on the flat earth thing um, because we all know how ridiculous uh, it is, or at least I feel it's very ridiculous. You know, And like I said before, if that's your thing, hey, so be it. I'm just, I can't personally get behind the flat earth. But we have a video here of this guy, what he's, and this is, this was uploaded by him, which he, he labeled Red Pill the Youth. Um, <laughs> let's take a look at the video here and uh, we'll go from there. So we're not really sure where he's at at the moment. Now I have seen this clip, so I do know where he's at. But you know, we're gonna keep on watching here. Kevin Mills in the chat says, "Taken out of context, I said mindful, just like the flu and every other sickness." So you're talking about the coronavirus? Yeah, you know, that's what I say too. Just be mindful. Wash your hands. Take care of yourself. And uh, let's keep watching here. Hey guys, real quick, I got a flyer for you. Check so it out. check this out, check this out. You see this, he's at a school, okay, with children and says he's got a flyer here. Now, remember this ties into the whole flat earth thing. So what he's doing is handing out these flyers to the kids about flat earth. Now you would think that's pretty rough. First off, you're disturbing kids work day. And as a parent myself, if a man, an adult, showed up to my child's school that's disturbing in it it's in itself but keep watching no i'm sorry we can't i can't give him a flyer hey guys check this out real quick space is fake so this is amazing to me first off the teacher says no they can't do it and he's like what well, i can't give him a flyer so now you're almost getting to the point of harassing these kids like it's, 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 that's, I mean, that's, that's crazy to me. You're not on a spinning ball. You're not on a spinning you, ball. Listen, guys, they're going to teach you you live on a spinning ball. That doesn't make it true. It's not real. The floor is not moving a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> so this guy is at a... School, I know I keep repeating that, but it's just mind-boggling to me. After the teacher said that they can't do that, that should have been your sign right then and there. Like, that's it. Pack up your flyers and hit the road. Okay. <laughs> and you hear one of the kids, are you crazy? Yo, guys, they know. Let me get you a flyer real quick. Here. So now you. he's littering because I think he just tossed it on the Come ground. So now, now you're littering the school property. All the kids are running away. The teacher done said you can't be there. I'm going to flashback him. Guys, you don't live on a ball. The earth is flat. I got flyers for you right here. You can check out my YouTube, okay? Someone this makes me mad. Up. This gets me hey, angry. As a parent, this hey, makes me verify, angry. 
You can verify everything on my flyer. You can verify everything on a shitty flyer. See, she said, please, the teacher again for the second time, please, sir, do not talk to the children. And if you recall, he was on the uh, all the way up there uh, towards the playground. As you see in the top right there, he was in the at the playground. And now you're walking along as the crowd moves. He's staying on the outside of the fence, walking along, harassing these little kids. Guys, you're not on a ball in space. The earth is flat. Large bodies of water do not curve. Okay? Large bodies of water do not curve. He's getting, oh my, like, it kind of, you know what he kind of reminded me of just now? He's like on uh, the guys on uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou when they're in the back of the theater. Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> That's kind of what it reminds me of. He's just yelling at these poor kids, you know? Research Flat Earth. Research Flat Earth? How about take a plane ride, buddy? That's how you do it right there. That's not how you do it. Got them all right there. Got them all. So he's acting like this is, oh, I got them all, bro. Like he's, this is just mind boggling to me. He's proud of this accomplishment, harassing kids during their school day. Well, hearing leads to knowing. Got to tell them. If you don't tell them. You're not doing any better than the people at the top that do But dude, you're acting like you know for a fact the earth is flat. You have no... Now, don't get me wrong here. Other than what... If, unless you've been to space. And I guess in a plane ride, you know, if you go up high enough, you can see kind of... You know, it's kind of obvious. But there's no real evidence that says that unless you know for a fact and you've been up to space, you can see the globe, then you know it's round. But there's no evidence to support that the earth is flat. And he's acting like this is a 100% absolute truth and that the world is lying to these poor children. Deliberately lie. There's two forms of lying in my opinion. Deliberately misleading people. And, that, and you're deliberately misleading people because you don't know that the earth is flat. You have a theory, but you don't know. And unintentionally misleading people. They're both lies. That's for sure. And um, if you keep the truth a secret, well, you're not doing much better than the... So this guy, he, I mean, he just, he, it's just cringe. It just makes me cringe. I get upset. I can't believe he went to this school to harass these children. Tim Cottrell in the chat says NASA has live feeds to show the planet. That's true, Tim. However, um, if you follow any of the flat earth stuff, they say that's all made up. Those are all superimposed images, that those are not real. Elite, because that's what they're doing. They're keeping the truth a secret. The UPS driver just waved at me. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. probably like, hey, crazy guy. Right, guys, he doesn't well, say nothing to him. Make sure you red pill the youth. That's why they get them when they're young. Listen to this guy. Make sure you get them when you're when they're young. Red pill the youth. Your children are exposed to creeps like this out in the world. If you're just tuning in, you just missed me flat smacking like probably 400. <laughs> and it's called flat smacking, guys. You red pill the youth and you flat smack them. Kids. So that was cool. 
Well, if they're gonna reserve the right to lie to the kids, I'm gonna reserve the right to tell them the truth. You better believe that. I don't need to ask anyone's permission to tell kids the truth. You don't need anybody's permission, but when their six foot seven dad rolls up there to kick your ass for harassing his children, yeah, we'll see what you think about it then. You know, I mean, I, I mean, it's just it's my, this whole thing just really upsets me, especially as a father. I, I can't. I just it's 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 it upsets me. But we're almost at the end of the video here. I really appreciate you stopping. So you he's, know anyone who's he's ever flagging down cars at this point. This guy's on a cell phone. He's flagging down cars at this point to give him these damn flyers. Earth is flat. Uh, no, I'm sure government's lying about a lot of stuff. You know, and they're faking space and lying to the kids. You got a Bible right here? You read your Bible? God created firmament, put the stars, the sun, the moon in the firmament for signs and seasons. That's not what they're teaching these kids right here. They're teaching that we're blasting through space on a ball. And God never said that. And I love you, bro. I appreciate you. God never said... This guy. Oh, my God. Stopping, okay? Take care, my man. Got another one. Another one bites dust. Another one. This guy, I mean, he's just, he's a, I, he just, I don't know what else there is to say about this guy. You know, I mean, it just, I, I, I can't deal with him. He just, he, he, I can't deal with it. But I will say good news on this situation is the guy was arrested for this. Uh, uh, I forget exactly what the charges were. I want to say it was, um, um, uh, what's the, uh, charge, a common nuisance or something along those lines. Um, I don't remember, but he did actually get arrested and had to, uh, uh, deal with the police officers for this and rightfully so. I mean, I just could not take any more of this guy's BS. Um, but anyway, uh, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, that's going to be the end of our show here. Uh, I, I know it wasn't a really, uh, uh, eventful. Uh, I'm still working on the uh, content, and also I see here I got a um, Streamlabs donation by Jamie. Five dollars. Keep up it. Keep keep it up. Let's see here. Excuse me. Keep up and never give up. Uh, appreciate that, Jamie Kirby. I certainly appreciate that donation. Um, also, we did receive some donations throughout the week. Um, you know, we stream every Monday, so I guess some viewers who weren't live um, donated a little bit of funds. Uh, one guy's name was Jeffrey, and the other one, it was a female listener by the name of Stephanie R. Um, so if you guys do tune in, I really want to say thank you for those two donations. Um, and Jamie, thank you for your $5 donation as well. All the money that's uh, raised uh, will go back into the stream, uh, into the podcast to just get better, create better content for you guys, better audio quality. As you can see, we upgraded to the boom mic here with the uh, arm and uh, pretty good stuff. Um, and hopefully the audio was better for you this week than it was last week. Um, I'm still working on getting an additional monitor, um, so that's another thing that we're working on. Um, reading the chat here, he needs a safe pl place. Yeah, he Dennis Bradley. He needs a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, and then he'll be fine. That's actually a really good point. If I wonder if this guy had a Black Lives Matter T-shirt on. Would he have gotten arrested? Would he have been okay? I don't know. It's hard to say for sure. That's actually, I like that one. Good line. <laughs>
so uh, you know we're gonna be wrapping up the show here guys i really appreciate all the hard work uh, uh that you guys been doing coming in the chat talking with me sending me uh various things that you want to uh talk about things that you've come across so I appreciate everybody that stays active in the chat and uh, tunes in every week. Next show will be uh, Monday at 7 p.m. here on the K2 podcast. Um, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, There was one other thing I wanted to get to before we ended the stream here. Um... I guess that's it. Um, oh, and if you'd like, uh, as I was saying, thank you so much for all the donations. Uh, remember, you can donate at www.streamlabs.com slash Kevin Kirby. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning into the K2 podcast. We'll see you next Monday, 7 p.m.